Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 9th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelaide Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma fucking Gettys. I got home yesterday, mm-hmm. and Gia looked at me and was just like, what, you trying to get cultured? And I was like, fuck you mean? He was just like, you got a book delivered today. Oh. Like, Excuse me? Yeah, you trying to get cultured? What the fuck are you talking about? I can't believe it's real. Oh my Scott god! Lang's Look out for the little guy. That's awesome. As featured in Ant Man three. Wait, can I see that? It's a real ass book. Did they have words in it? Yeah, read. Look at the back. Oh my god! Read some of it. An ant's eye view of what it's like to be an Avenger, including the official insider's account of the Avengers battle with Thanos. I this is a book I would read. Yeah, I'm not a big reader. Read, read some of the recommendations. Uh, introduces the man behind the hero and the hero I call friend. That was that's from Doctor Bruce Britman Banner. The next one, quote, when the Avengers wondered who should write a book about us, I know I knew Scott was the guy. He's been full of surprises since the day we met, and this book is no exception. Everyone should read it. That's from Sam Wilson, aka Captain America. So yeah, they this I was flipping through it and it it takes itself very seriously. Uh which That's is awesome. perfect. Wait, who who wrote it? I, I don't know. I mean they they well That'd be Scott all Lang. Scott Lang. I mean, Scott Lang, of course. Uh, you know? <laughs> Uh, That'd be awesome if they had Paul Rudd write it. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Lang. Honestly, like, reading have, through it. have you do this. It's an account of everything that happened. And That's there's pictures. Incredible. It's, this is very, 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 very funny. There's like a farewell to Nat. That's a sincere. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's like this whole thing. Did somebody write the forward? Um, oh, let's see. One thing that I thought was very funny. Um, he had a whole section talking about ants. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I guess it's not surprising that we're talking about ants here. He's like, but one thing that I want to let you know, six legs down, they're the best coworkers. That's great. That's amazing. Um, doesn't look like no there forward. is a forward. Oh, oh, to my two favorite partners, Hope and Cassie. This one's for you. That's, that's all. That's all that they have. Yeah, great. no actual. So have you have you read through it, the whole thing, or have you already? Oh no, I just I just got it. Okay, I just got. I mean, it the way you're talking about, I was like, did Tim already read this? No, thing? I just flipped it. I just flipped it. and I saw one thing, and I was like, wow, they they actually wrote this. Like, that's awesome. you were surprised there were any words in this at all? Yeah, I'm surprised that the words have like substance. I was expecting <laughs> at all because like I bought the Drake book that he released. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the Drake book is literally like one sentence per page. That's yeah. what I assumed it was gonna be. I'm like, no way, somebody took their time with this thing. I love this. It's a though. real book. I can't believe they really. And did. you got like it, the hardcover. Oh yeah, look dude, at you being a. I'm cultured, everybody. I am a reader now. Oh my goodness. Well, not yet. I might be one day. You, yeah, you. That's my thing too. Is whenever I buy books, I'm not reading those things. Yeah, I bought Kojima's book. I was so excited. Yeah, I put that thing on display I had, immediately. I had Kojima's book on my bedside table next to me. Eventually, uh, flipped that out for uh, Reggie's book. Maybe I was flipped on the time there. Mm-hmm. Now it's gonna be this. Now it's Scott Lang. Yeah, I might actually read this one though. Like legit we'll read it. That's what I always say. Yeah, we'll that's see. what I always say too. Sam, you're about to do a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do a lot of reading because, of course, today is a very huge news day here at Kind of Funny Games Daily. So let's talk about it because today's stories include Nintendo might be showing devs the Switch too. Miyamoto and Charles, is it Charles Martinet or Martinet? I always go back and forth. I think it's Martinet. Martinet? Yeah. It's French. Uh, uh, you see this? <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh, yeah. Miyamoto and... 
That's what we're today. <laughs> I don't know if y'all hear Kevin, but Kevin in the background getting excited about the book. Uh, Miyamoto and Charles Martinet address the world and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all like store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you a new kind of funny x cast is up right now and it's the crew talking about their starfield stories so far uh that is of course over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games let me tell you andy went off on this thumbnail yep, check it out yep. just for the thumbnail yep but also listen to the episode because i'm sure the conversation is awesome as well oh we have a special guest yeah uh, light from lightweight gaming uh joined us uh, to also share her stories of the first week with starfield hell yeah it's awesome her name's light that's really cool like light yagami L-I-T-E. Real name uh, Tegan, but she goes by Light. That's so sick. That's still cool, though. Yeah. 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 Tegan's cool. Light's cool. Everything about that's cool. Oh, yeah. Also, Gary with these sunglasses, also very cool. Pretty cool. But also, like indoor, Gary though, goes off on this episode. Let me tell you, it's a fun one. The the indoor gla- sunglasses. Are we going to praise this? Well, uh, are we not going to be real? He had. This isn't a natural Gary would have move. He did not bring his regular glasses, so his sunglasses <laughs> also are prescription. Uh, and so those were the only things he had that I gave him that. the ability to see. So. I'll allow it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, more housekeeping for you. Of course, we got hella Starfield content over on YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games and on TikTok and. Pretty much anywhere you can find kind of funny content so go watch all our starfield stuff like the review like the let's plays like the gameplay uh, twitch streams we got another twitch stream after this of mike playing starfield so check out all the starfield TikToks content too. tiktoks too and so we got you covered on starfield content thank you to our patreon producers brave athos jedi master deadpool and delaney twining today we're brought to you by shady rays and draft king's sports book but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. Sources say Nintendo showed Switch 2 demos at Gamescom. This comes from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Nintendo showed off tech demos for its Nintendo Switch successor behind closed doors at Gamescom. It is understood. That's according to a new report from Eurogamer, which VGC can corroborate via our own sources. According to the publication, Nintendo privately showed uh, invited developers uh, specially prepared tech demos for its next-generation games console, which could launch next year. One Switch 2 demo is understood to have been an improved version of the Switch launch title Zelda Breath of the Wild, running at higher frame rate and resolution than the original game did on hardware, targeting the new console specs, but there was no suggestion that the game will actually be re-released. Another VGC source claimed that Nintendo showcased Epic's <laughs> impressive uh, The Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo, originally released to showcase the power of the PS5 and Xbox Series X in 2021, running on target specs for its next console. The demo is said to have been running using NVIDIA's DLSS upscaling technology with advanced ray tracing enabled and visuals co- comparable to Sony's and Microsoft's current gen consoles. Fantastic. However, it should be noted uh, this does not mean the Switch successor will sport raw power anywhere near that of the PS5 or Xbox Series X, which aren't portable de- devices. 
DLSS, aka Deep Learning Super Sampling, is a feature exclusive to NVIDIA graphics cards. On PC, it works by using AI to upscale the resolution of games, effectively allowing developers to achieve higher graphical settings and better frame rates on weaker hardware. According to a Digital Foundry analysis, DLSS at any normal screen distance looks almost as good as the real thing, end quote. Notably, Nintendo filed patents for potential AI upscaling technology plans back in March 2020. And there's a lot. There is we can a, dive lot into. a lot. A lot of exciting like things we can dive into. We got to start, I think, even yesterday in the, the post show where I joined yeah. you guys. We were talking a little bit about uh, the rumors that were circulating and and we had it wrong. We we had the rumors that I was hearing that there's some were people heard that press that press were seeing it. Were seeing it. And I was like, I feel like we would have known if that was the case. I yeah. feel like somebody we know would have hinted or would have said something and we didn't hear anything. But now this with Eurogamer reporting that it is actually, in fact, devs yeah. behind closed door seeing stuff. That makes a lot more sense and uh, makes me think that this is probably real. Yeah. I mean, the fact that both VGC and Eurogamer, two reputable, two reputable outlets, right, uh, corroborating this. Yeah. I mean, this sounds right. You got as a Nintendo, you got to start showing this stuff off, especially if you have these big new features that you're adding into this console for developers to work with. The DLSS stuff, I think, is the most interesting part of it of you know, you have the question, you have, I guess, what people are reckoning with right now with the current switch of this is behind on power. I am playing something that feels like it's PS3, Xbox 360 eras of power, right? Where right now we have the PS5, we have the Xbox Series X, we have these upgraded GPUs and stuff for the PCs. We have the NVIDIA stuff going on here. DLSS and the, um, I was going to say upsampling, that's not right. Like the upscaling, super sampling, super sampling uh, that is a great solution to yeah. get you up to par, right? To get you in a place where, hey, we might not have our next console, the Switch 2, might not have the same internals. It might not have the same raw power as the PS5 and Xbox Series X, but using something like DLSS, we can get you to good enough. Yeah, I mean, DLSS has proven to be a major win for, for gamers of, of all shapes and sizes. Andy always yeah. talks about the visual triangle, right? And I feel like we've seen so often when Andy shows off the DLSS features uh, on our NVIDIA streams, the difference that you get uh, being able to have it look like digi Digital Foundry, who are the standard when it comes to this shit, saying that like, yo, it looks really damn close to the real thing, mm -hmm. uh, but at a fraction of the processing power. And yeah. at a, at a, that means a fraction of the cost to be able to get hardware that can run things uh, correctly, right? So that's all very, very exciting to me when it comes to Nintendo. You know me. I'm a Nintendo boy. I'm a tech guy. And those two things don't like to play nice together most of the time. Yep. Uh, so anytime I hear anything like this, I'm going to get a little bit more excited than I already was. Uh, the idea of Breath of the Wild being the tech demo uh, to push it, I love that. Because yeah. I love the idea of we know what it is, and we know what we want it to be. And we, so and what like, does it look like? And allegedly, a lot of us already know what Breath of the Wild looks like when you put it on a more powerful platform, right? Because mm -hmm. allegedly, people on PC might be doing some things that aren't, you know. Yeah. But like, you know, like, that shit, man. We, but we know what that looks like and it looks incredible yeah. and so if nintendo's behind closed doors so showing off stuff that looks like that then that is a very exciting thing that alongside them showing off the matrix demo because we did the matrix demo leading into the ps5 um xbox series x stuff right with unreal or i think i guess right after that because yeah. that was unreal engine 5 trying to promote the power of unreal engine and where they're going with it if you're telling me that the next switch is going to be able to like you know uh deliver on the promise of unreal engine 5 and have stuff that looks like the matrix demo because i got to assume that we're not, it's, I don't. I have to assume it's not a dumbed down version of the Matrix demo. Yeah, I don't think so. And I, I think don't think Unreal would want to do that. And that, so if they're showing off an mm -hmm. the actual Matrix demo on a Switch 2, 
Oh, with DLSS and stuff, I feel like that totally could make sense. And man, that Matrix demo, like if you haven't seen it, if you haven't played it, if you have, I think it, I don't remember exactly where it's on. Like I know it's on PS5. I don't know where else it is, but uh -huh. if you get it on PS, if you have a PS5, download this thing. It's free. Yeah. It is utterly mind blowing. I booted it up a couple months ago just to see it again. I can't believe how incredible it looks. The facial yeah. animation, but then more so when you get into the the open world uh, bit, it is freaking amazing the way that just it all interacts with each other and stuff and so uh that playing on the next switch gets me so so damn excited if this is all true let me ask you do you think this is true i hope this is true i think this is true yeah I'm i think you, i mean i read through all this this all makes sense mm -hmm. right it, again it's coming from reputable outlets um the i do think that the ai super sampling stuff is a potential future that you know we talk about ai and like the um like bad parts of ai i think this is the, like one of the good parts of the ai right like from what i can gather everybody is pretty excited about the dlss stuff everybody's pretty excited about what super sampling all this stuff brings to the table it seems like that's the future you know like i've been uh, asking the question of what does a ps5 pro look like or what does an xbox series x look, um, um, pro look like right what is the next big feature like the ray tracing like um H uh, hdr like all these buzz terms that we talk about what's the next thing that's going to bring games to the next level i mean i think the ai stuff might be the answer right specifically the dlss type um technology that allows us to get better looking games for yeah using the a fraction of the power i mean it's like some superhero shit dude for real exactly. <laughs> no, but we, i'm we, only using a fraction of my power we we often talk about the ecosystems like that microsoft's building and how it all works together to enhance the product overall and enhance what xbox means i think nvidia does an amazing job with that as well when it comes to how they push dlss how they push the um reflex system that they that they have when it comes to that use works for both audio and enhances uh just other elements of the game but tied with how much they push ray tracing and how much they are the ones pushing that that type of tech and amd is doing it well and other people are but it's the ecosystem of all those things working together uh with the hardware being uh created in conjunction with that because remember nvidia also makes the graphics cards yeah. that allow this thing to work so it is hardware and software working together to allow all this to happen and for that to be happening on the console side of things is very exciting yeah uh, specifically on the nintendo side to me it is interesting i mean here we are like getting excited about uh a potential bumped up breath of the wild yeah i don't know why my mouth turned into marbles there uh breath of the wild and uh the matrix thing but it's like cool you're talking about ps3 era uh, on the switch yeah. it's like by the time this happens where are we going to be at power wise like i i don't know that we're ever going to see power parity when it comes no, to uh, nintendo but like, and the other the guys. fact that we're jumping from yeah like what, what we would say is comparable to a ps3 xbox 360 right to them talking about running these unreal engine 5 things them talking about um uh like something that looks comparable to a ps5 xbox series x looks like these current gen consoles that's a big jump that i think the ai stuff makes sense for and i think that helps us avoid issues that we currently see with the Switch, right? Like, I think the common conversation we see happen so much with the Switch right now is that it feels so left behind since the PS5 and Xbox Series X launch. You look at games and you're like, oh, this looks ugly. Like, this does not look as great. You look at even third-party stuff and you start to wonder, when does that slow down for the Switch? It has already slowed down for the Switch when you're looking... Was it ever there? Was it ever I there? I think is the, the bigger question. Yeah. I think more than anything, we got ports of typically 360 era games but then also there were a ton of ports oh, of yeah. the ps4 and that's the thing is we xbox got a ps4 one. xbox one games uh, uh there but even those it was like 
it was the the portable version. Yeah, it you was know, the portable it, yeah, version. It, it definitely. And, and I think this helps fix that the problem. The cloud version. God for fucking bit Kingdom Hearts. Oh, God, control. Uh, but yeah, I think this helps us get there, right? I I don't know if we'll ever be at parity. Like, and I don't think Nintendo cares to be at parity because no. the money for Nintendo's made with first party, right? But if you're able to get to a place where developers feel comfortable enough putting their projects on a Switch too, because there is some sort of parity, because you're you found a technology that can make that happen. I think that all that does is bolster the library and make the Switch 2 hopefully even better than the Switch 1 was in terms of all the games that are coming to it and in terms of how the games look. Here's the thing. Being completely honest, I don't give a shit about third-party games coming to the Switch. Mm -hmm. I just want my Nintendo games to look better and run better. Yeah. That's it. And I feel like if we get that, the Switch is already a, Switch 2 is already a success to me, right? Yeah. So, cool. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see a world where the latest and greatest games are coming to, to Switch uh, as well as the other systems in a way that we're all like, you know what? I'm going to play that on Switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I feel, feel like, you. like think about it right now when, when uh, games are coming out and like, there's the question of, hey, what are we playing it on? I feel like, uh, kind of funny, there's been a uh, tendency recently to even upgrade to the PC side of oh, things. Oh, for sure. Now, there is a counterpoint to that of the Steam Deck where there are certain games that are like, I want it. I actually want it on PC specifically so I can take it with me and lay in bed or whatever you sickos fucking do with your Steam decks. I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah. We lay in bed. <laughs> That's We're how I play so Death Stranding. <laughs> I play Death Stranding all in bed. It was fucking fantastic. My my counterpart to that or counter argument to that is part of the reason why we had that season of requesting everything on PC so we can play on Steam Deck was because it was that hot newness. When Switch 2 comes through, it's going to be that hot newness from Nintendo. Like, think about year one of the Switch and how dope oh, that yeah, was. Dude. I was playing everything on the Switch. Now, I wasn't playing, like, big third-party stuff on the Switch. I was playing, like, indies and stuff. But that's also because we were getting the lesser versions of the big AAA, the third-party stuff for the Switch. If this delivers on the promise of, oh, yeah, like, with, with AI upscaling, we can get you close enough to where the, the handheld version doesn't feel like a super um, inferior version... Then I think we're talking. Then yeah. I think we're back to, oh, no, give me the Switch version of that game. Battery life, big question, yeah. big issue. That is the thing that I, I would love to see uh, how they address that because currently, like, when you're talking about pushing the Steam Deck to be playing some incredible games or the Raj Ally or the Lenovo. I, I love that you're calling it the Raj Ally, too. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever it is. Like, the I forget the name of the, the Lenovo one. But, yeah. Legion, um, I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all of those. It's like when you, power, cost, power. Right. Yep. So it's like, what, what are they going to do to, to counteract that? And like th that to me, I feel like they'll figure out. And I think that's where kind of the Nintendo will find that limit where they they have always been good about their battery life. Like they care about that. That is something that they invest in and make sure is a priority for them. Like, look, at there were certain DSs that I swear to God are still if you were to just pick up your DS from 2005, yep. never charging. <laughs> it still, still turns on. It still turns on. Right. <laughs> As brain like, those on. batteries are freaking insane for some of the, the things. But. Let me get real Tim Gettys on you for get a Tim second. Get Tim Gettys on me. All right. I was talking to one, to more Hussein last night. Mm -hmm. He got to play a little Super Mario Brothers Wonder mm. at PAX. All right. Yeah. And he was making it sound real good. Hell yeah. He was getting me real excited. A lot of the things I was worried about, he was directly addressing. And I was like, oh, tell me more. Tell me more. All right. We're about a month away from experiencing this. All right. But then what happens after that, Bless? Let's start putting the pieces together. You went home and played New Super Mario Brothers. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm jumping to the future now. I'm jumping gotcha. even further. If we're talking, we're, this to me, right now, Thursday, September 7th, Blessing and Tim are sitting on Games Daily mm -hmm. talking about the Switch 2 for the hundredth time. Yeah. But the first time that feels kind of real. Yeah. 
When this do we thing go? is imminent. Yeah. This thing is Okay, coming. I'm glad you went there because that's where the next place I was going to go. But guess what? What's that? I believe now more than ever, it's going to launch with the biggest 3D Mario game we have ever seen. And it's going to be super sampled. It's going to be I hope big. so, man. I played Bowser's Fury. That was a taste. That was a taste of an open world. Mm-hmm. How I- open can they go? How many stars can they add in this motherfucker? You're, uh, right now, it sounds like you're describing the Breath of the Wild of Mario. And that would be my game of all time if that game came out, obviously, because I fucking love Mario and I fucking love Breath of the Wild. And like, I'm fucking, I fucking love the idea of a Mario game coming out and it being, it looking like fucking Horizon Zero Dawn or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Uh, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, like, I, if they're able to hit that, coming off of the Mario movie hype as well. Like Mario, I mean, Mario's always been on another level, right? But I think right now Mario is, is the current hotness in a way that like is, like when we look at the peaks of Mario, right? I think right now we're in a peak of Mario coming off of the movie and coming off of the, the um, uh, theme park and like you know, going into Mario Wonder. We're in a season of Mario. If you're able to launch a new Switch and have it be a 3D Mario that is this innovative, oh shit, y'all really took Mario there type game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. gonna be sick. That's gonna yeah. be sick. When do you so when do you think we we get the switch to? Such a big question, right? Yeah. I, I that, that is something that I am a little bit ignorant on when it comes to the timeline of things. When were these conversations happening for other consoles, mm-hmm. either Nintendo or otherwise? Do we have any information on that? If you guys could, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm welcoming an editorial here. All right, just when was the like? All right, devs actually have the switch. Not the rumors. Not the blah yeah, blah. When blah. do they get the when, NX? So when do we actually know this shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. NX baby. Uh, bring it back bring it back so here we are here we are i'm very excited i'm I'm still stick, sticking by my fall next year that just seems right i don't think we get it in spring yeah i that's i, I just don't know man like the, yeah. it, it could be i feel like 2024 is so nebulous right now that like i wouldn't be surprised at any point of it coming out like yeah <laughs> they drop it in july <laughs> real talk it's <laughs> like a random of, month yeah totally i mean i feel like march felt pretty random I mean, you're not wrong. You know? Um, but then if I remember correctly, like, Game Boy Advance was June. Game Boy Advance SP was March, I think. Mm-hmm. Nintendo GameCube was November. October? November. Yeah, I don't it's know. Nintendo. They can it's do whatever Nintendo. they want. Really quick, I'm seeing articles from 2015 saying that Nintendo is distributing uh, NX dev kits. So we're not gonna I don't know years. if th- those were actually legit at the time because there were NX rumors like for years and shit. And then we didn't actually get it until uh, what end of 2016. But honestly, let's see. October 16, 2015 was when Game Rant wrote about it. And if they revealed it like pretty much like a year later after that. You said 2016? Well, 2016 was the reveal of the Switch. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. In October. Yeah. In October. So oh, it was like a year later. Yeah. After this report of uh, devs getting dev kits. Mm. Okay. Next year doesn't feel like a full Switch year, though, right? Like, next year feels like it's it. I feel like but we got to get the Switch 2 next but year. The, that's, if, we get, if we have to wait till 2025. I mean, it, that's not out. Uh, I, I think. That, I mean, it's possible. You're, it's, not, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just think it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, because next year doesn't you like, and of course we might not know what's happening next year for games until next year hits. And Nintendo has their direct in February, and then they start actually talking about shit. But I guess Metroid Prime could hit. Dude, they, they, I'm trying to think of like what the big Switch stuff, game man. would be. They they still have a a fair amount of stuff that they could port that will do well that people are interested in. Obviously the Zelda games, but Xenoblade uh, X, 
um, from the Wii U. Like, there's a bunch of other things they could go into. They're showing that they'll go back to the 3DS era with uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon coming. But there's also Pokemon. I feel like we're probably going to get another Legends game on Switch um, mm. before we move on to the next generation. So I, I feel like that, that alone is like, cool, that's a year for Nintendo, potentially. Uh, maybe not the most exciting one. That's but. my thing is I next like right now when I think about 2024 for the Nintendo Switch, the four horsemen of the apocalypse are starting to signal, right? We got an untitled Peach game. Yes, we do. <laughs> we got a Luigi's Mansion port from the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two horses right there. Yeah. I think we're going to get two more horses that are like, oh, this shit is dead. This mm-hmm. shit is done. A random Kirby game that's not a mainline Kirby, but it's like a Kirby that cooks something. It's like a Cooking Mama game, but it's Kirby. Or... Mm-hmm. Kirby the Forgotten Land. No, too. it's not. We're not getting that next year. No, we're not. I this man is crazy. I want it. Oh, let's see. Twenty twenty four. So good. What's a Switch game? Oh man, Tekken Eight comes out next January. Let's fucking go. God damn. I type in Switch. What pops up? Let's have a little kitty big city. That's not the first party. Rugrats Adventures in Game Land. Hell yeah. <laughs> South Park Snow Day. I mean, look, Ugh. we'll see. Like, there's rumors of a Nintendo Direct next week, right? So That's true. Maybe that'll what. There's always yeah. Rumors. I mean yeah. There's always rumors of it, but like I mean that makes sense. Yeah, but there there were like they're gonna announce more substantiated rumors, but whatever the fuck. That Toad is. goes farming is gonna get announced yeah. in 2024. Yeah. That'll be the third Horseman, mm-hmm. and the fourth Horseman will be a new Warrior Land game. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, but like that's also like oh this is console's about to die. Yeah, yeah. Tell me you're putting on a new Warrior Land. You don't care about Warrior Land. You're just Warrior Land. It. Nintendo doesn't care about Warrior Land. Well, they the should. audience cares. They but if Nintendo if Nintendo puts out a Wario Land, that means they're donezo. <laughs> that means that means they're just putting things out. They're like, oh, we got ideas. Here's another Wario Land. <laughs> we care. We want one. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They put out Mother Three, which honestly, like, I, I still four. I'm still holding out for it. I'm still holding out for it. Speaking of Nintendo, story number two: Mario voice actor Charles Martinet's new role will involve attending events and meeting fans. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. Charles Martinet and Shigeru Miyamoto have explained Martinet's new role as Mario Ambassador. Last month, Nintendo announced that Martinet, who has voiced the mascot for over 25 years, will be stepping down from voice acting duties and will instead be taking on the new Mario Ambassador role. Now, in a new video posted by Nintendo, Martinet and Miyamoto discuss the new role in Martinet's history voicing the character. Quote, Today is a very big day for Nintendo, the Mushroom Kingdom, and for me, Martinet says in the video. You may know me from voicing characters from Nintendo's games like Super Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi. And today, I'm happy to share with you all that I'm stepping into a brand new role as the Mario Ambassador. Martinet says the role will entail traveling around the world, sharing the joy of Mario, sharing the joy of the Mario family, and being able to continue meeting with all of you wonderful fans who I cherish absolutely the most. I'm very much looking forward to seeing all of you at events around the world and or around the world in the years to come. He said. Addressing Nintendo's fans, Miyamoto said, quote, please know that in the role, Charles, uh, Charles will continue to travel around the world and meet fans performing the familiar voices at events, signing autographs, and enjoying interacting with you all. Starting with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which will be released in October, the voices of some, of some Mario characters have become new, so please check them out. <laughs> End quote. It's a Bloodborne-ass quote. So <laughs> voices have become new. Oh, hold on. Voices hold on. have become new. So the Mario ambassador thing is just like, him doing cons, but just for like in Nintendo's name it's, rather than just himself. Like yeah. what? It's him getting to basically retire and just be him and be like, "Cool, I voice Mario. Hi, I'm I'm here signing off." He was always doing. He me. was already doing the con tour. Like Gary would have talked about like how he met him at a con. So it's just like, 
Now he's doing it for Nintendo. Th see, this, this is the dream. Yeah, he straight did up. It. He fucking did <laughs> Good it. Good for like, him. Th this, to me, is one of those news stories that just bums me out because of this only really being a response to people being complete fucking buffoons on the internet, mm -hmm. where it's like, you just jump to the worst conclusions of things, where it's like, you know... He has been replaced with new voices. We don't know who the new voices are. We don't know what's going on. They're clearly going a different direction with Mario. They're trying to change things up and not have it be the same thing it's been for freaking ever. That is that is a problem they're trying to solve. This mm -hmm. is one step of that. The like conspiracy theories about how Charles is getting fucked. It's like, how are we jumping to that so quickly? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, then when he was like, oh, I'm, he's going to be a Mario ambassador. And then somebody asked him, what's that mean? He's like, I don't know. And then there was like reports of just like, he doesn't... He is being treated like shit. How does he not know what this even means? Let like, this man retire. Think about fun. what this means. This just freaking. He gets to mean, travel this, around yes. and meet fans. That's it. And be cool. And they're just trying to like prop him up and give him extra props because he's that fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. He's the Mario ambassador. What does that mean? Whatever the fuck he wants it to mean. He's Charles Goddamn Martinet. He is. I will say when I read through this new story for the first time, I had a dark thought. Because at the end of this, right, they say, starting with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which will be released in October, the voices of some Mario characters have become new. Yeah. And I read that, and I was like, yeah, what if it's AI? What if they, they just do AI oh, Charles no. Martinet voicing these characters? How fucked up would that don't be? That I don't think that's world. not what they're going to do. That's not what they're going to do. It does sound... That better not be that, what you do. But the way they word it does sound like a threat a little bit. It I does. Say. The that, that's just translation. That's just, it's Miyamoto being translated. I'm just saying this is the future. Hey, you know the future's the, now. The future's now, and like I've been, I've been listening to a bunch of AI Drake songs, and that shit, I cannot tell the difference anymore. <laughs> like it just sounds like Drake. You see that the, the terrifying thing that 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 Drake weekend song? Yeah. Oh, the, the Grammys were like, yeah, it's eligible, so they yeah. submitted it because it was written, <laughs> written by humor, yeah, human. That's wild. It's fucking wild. And I listened. So today, a Kendrick saw um, the like an early version of Element by Kendrick Lamar leaked. And it was a verse where he's like calling out uh, Drake, Big Sean, Jay Electronica, and all these people. And I listened to it, and legitimately, I was like, I can't tell if this is AI or not. Scary as fuck. This could 100% be AI. I just cannot tell. If it's not AI, this is fucking wild. But I can't trust that it's not AI We're because AI it, sounds so good now. You could be AI. I, like, this could be right some iRobot shit. I forget if that was the plot to iRobot or not, or they're just mean. But like, you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> because now that I think back to the iRobot robots, they were just robots, right? They weren't like androids, were they? It was well, it wasn't like a, I can't tell who's real, who's not situation. Yeah, they didn't look they didn't, like, look they didn't have flesh, but they were like humanoid a little bit. In that case, I'm gonna use Agents of Shield season five as an example. Uh, of course. Yeah, it, it, it could be like that. The life model decoys. But can we get AI to make the iRobot Will Smith credits rap song doing the plot of iRobot? Wait, is that the credits song? What's up? Is, is that there, like, do it, they rap in the in the credits? No, they don't. Oh, uh, you know how like Wild Wild West. Okay, see, uh, gotcha. you had me terrified because I was like, wait, no, I'm up to like I'm up to date on my Will Smith rapping about yeah. movies. Uh, yeah, thing. And so if he did one for iRobot, I was gonna freak out. No, that'd be sick though. And iRobot rap. I, I fucking said it. Now the algorithm's gonna make it happen. You're gonna hear it yeah. tomorrow. You're gonna be like, fuck, is this real? Yeah. Get Mandela affected. Can I tell a real quick story about me getting algorithmed? Go for it. So um, I've been now that Reddit freaking got rid of its third party shit which fucking sucks ass i really hate it um i have to use the actual reddit app on my phone and i do not like it at all mm -hmm. uh, getting used to it whatever it like defaults to your like homepage, but it like it's all the things you're subscribed to uh and then it like suggests things that you'd be interested in so i get a lot of like marvel stuff or like pokemon shit or like you know tim getty's bull stuff bullshit right like headphones and tech oled things right mm -hmm. But then they also every once in a while have caught me reading the like am i the asshole uh or um uh, there's this one that called Reddit updates where it takes like, like iconic Reddit 
threads from like every subreddit and mm. will give updates on what's happened from the story from years ago. And I'll go down rabbit holes of this, right? I was reading this one about some guy whose wife uh, forced him to buy and build a pool for their kid that he was like, this is a bad idea. And now he's stuck having to maintain this pool. It ends up like ruining their marriage. And there's just been updates of this whole fucking thing. And I'm just kind of reading this shit, right? Mm -hmm. I guess I read it long enough that I got algorithmed into this. Mm-hmm. For the last couple of days, I've been noticing I'm just scrolling and I'm getting more and more pool content. Hell yeah. We'll and I started reading stories about like pool boys that have ruined marriages. Huh. <laughs> and I start going down this rabbit hole where I'm just fucking reading all this pool shit. All right. Huh. I'm getting pool pilled here. Now it's to the point that it's not even about relationship drama anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading about how to clean pools. <laughs> I'm just seeing all this, this people trying to get advice about why is my pool this color? I'm going to need you to send me some of those articles. Cause like, it sounds like I started cleaning some pools. You know what I mean? I got to get into the business. The perks sound incredible. Um, but my, I, that actually sounds way more fun than my algorithm. Cause my algorithm right now on Twitter is just like console war, like all oh, Starfield versus Spider-Man, all oh, oh, PlayStation, PlayStation, Xbox. It's all that shit. And I don't like, I don't like the tweets. I don't interact with them. I don't like, it is there. And I know how it started because like it started off with like just a few off tweets of like some console war thing. And I'll click it and read through it just for the entertainment. Cause like you all, y'all people are wild out there, but I'll read through it. And now my algorithm is like, Oh, you love this shit. Don't you? you and now I'm like, fuck dude. Fuck. Like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to show up in, like, a fucking decked out PlayStation uh, pony outfit. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm about to get pony or uh, Sony pilled. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get PlayStation pilled you're by my algorithm. It, man. It's, it's happening. Ridiculous. Watch. Tomorrow, you're going to be, like, scrolling wherever you scroll. You're going to see some pool advice. Oh, man. I hope so, man. I hope so. I also hope that you guys go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can go and you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrace.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've had seven months without an NFL game, but for all of you football fans out there, good thing that's over. NFL is here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game 
game day this September. You can check out the app to see what you get. You can download now and use code kind of funny to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That is code kind of funny only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call telephone number 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpd.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance, eligibility and deposit restrictions. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost. And the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Story number three, uh, a lot of people are playing Starfield. <laughs> this comes from Phil Spencer what a on Twitter. Uh, Starfield exceeded 1 million concurrent players across all platforms today. Thanks to all the players who helped us reach this great milestone. And congrats to at Bethesda Studios. Uh, and with that, they showed all the accolades. A lot of fives and tens. Hell yeah. Go get them. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Million concurrent players. There's a lot of people Is playing. the game even out yet? The game's out, yeah. The game yeah. came out yesterday. Okay. Two days ago? Yeah, that's Yesterday, awesome. Depending on your territory, yeah. Mm, mm. Good for them. Good for y'all. Story number four, read pop and ESA part ways over E3. This is Christopher Dring at gamesindustry.biz. PAX organizer Reed Pop will not be working on future E3 events the company and the ESA have announced. The ESA has also informed the Los Angeles Convention Center, which is, traditional, which is the traditional home for E3, that it will not be putting on a show there in 2024. The ESA has not canceled plans for a 2024 event, but if one was to go ahead, it won't take place in that venue. GamesIndustry.biz understands that the trade body is also working on a complete reinvention of the E3 show for 2025. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. They're going to get it right. 2025 is the year. 2025 is the year. Mm Mm-hmm. ReadPop, which is also the parent company of GamesIndustry.biz, had signed a multi-year deal on E3 in 2023. However, the first effort to relaunch the event failed to get off the ground, and the planned 2023 show was canceled. The decision to end the relationship was a mutual decision. Quote, We appreciate ReadPop's partnership over the past 14 months and support their ongoing efforts to bring the industry and fans together through their various events, said the ESA president and CEO Stanley Pierre-Louis. Quote, while the reach of E3 remains unmatched in our industry, we are continuing to explore how we can evolve it to best serve the video game industry and are evaluating every aspect of the event, from format to location. We're committed to our role as a co- convener? Convener? A convener, I see. Uh, for the, Oh, I like that word. Yeah, I've not heard cool. that word, but like, yeah, 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 yeah as I read it, I'm like, that's a cool word. Uh, we're committed to our role as a convener for our industry and look forward to sharing news about E3 in the coming months. End quote. 
So the quote here, while the reach of E3 remains unmatched in our industry. Cue the Jeff Keighley tweet of him dropping a Phil Spencer-like Starfield with all the, the accolades. Yep. And just like, here's yep. the numbers for Summer Game Fest. Here's the numbers for <laughs> And it's no, no coincidence that uh, this morning Jeff Keighley tweeted out that next June, Summer Game Fest returns to Los Angeles for spectacular <laughs> celebration of what's next. Like fucking clockwork, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. What did E3 do to Jeff Keighley? We know. The, the absolute pettiness, man. It's, it's, it's I, I need I, like, I, I, I need a recording of the meeting. Where like they had the the disagreement because like I just imagine disagreement Jeff Keeley like fucking throwing glass on a wall be like fuck y'all <laughs> don't talk about the husband <laughs> y'all some haters he walks out I'm like he's like I'm gonna destroy you I, I imagine like it, um, the social network the scene where uh, Spider Man <laughs> walks in and is talking about his fuck you flip flops to Mark Zuckerberg mm -hmm. that's how I imagine that meeting went yeah. with Jeff in E3 because like damn Jeff be sticking it to them. Dude, and, and he's winning. <laughs> he's winning, man. I, look, it's here. And again, even this reach of E3 remains unmatched. It's like, I feel like that's simply untrue. Yeah, no, it's been matched. Yeah. I, it's been matched. Like, <laughs> and, and that, you know, a lot of that is just sheer numbers of how things work and how the industry's grown, both from how many gamers are out there playing games, but also how many games are out there consuming games content, right? And uh, also just the production of these things, the way they're even presented. Like, it's obvious there's going to be more people watching game showcases than before because... There's just more people interested in watching them and they're being presented uh, on more platforms to be watched. Like it, it is such a clear um, priority for Jeff Healy and for like an IGN to be on as many platforms as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you look at them and it's like they, they are always touting like, oh, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on XYZ, like all these things we haven't even heard of. The amount of like deals that they have with Snapchats and TikToks and all that shit. It's like, yeah, the numbers are going to be astronomical. So I just don't believe this. But that's just me being really, really picky about one specific line here. Yeah. Uh, but to extrapolate on that, 2025 E3, I do think E3 can come back and be something. I, I was talking to um, Tam yesterday. Uh, about his PAX experience, and he's never been to a PAX. And uh, he was talking about he's been to a bunch of E3s, a bunch of Gamescom, including this year's Gamescom. And hearing him talk about PAX, like, warmed my heart. Oh, yeah. Uh, PAX is awesome. PAX is awesome. And, you know, we were talking about it last week that, like, it, it's harder and harder to justify kind of funny going to a PAX these days. Um, but I love hearing that in a post-COVID world, there is still a place for yeah. that type of experience. I was talking to somebody uh, last night about PAX, right? And like there was somebody who went, who, who'd been going to PAX for like six years um, uh, straight, like up until 2020, right? And they're saying that like, oh yeah, no, PAX, this last PAX felt like pre-COVID. Like PAX is back to where it was, right? And I think that speaks to the longevity and consistency of a show like that because they found their footing. Read Pop, right? They know what they're doing with PAX. They know what that audience is. They know how to put together that show in a way that serves that audience. And I would have loved to see what their vision of E3 was because E3 needs innovation. E3 needs to be something different. E3 needs to find what E3's voice is currently. And I don't think they can find that. Things move and change. It goes back to what we were talking about in terms of like E3 being or feeling like this thing rooted in what an older games industry was, right? Like a 10 years ago games industry as opposed to a 2023 games industry where, yeah, everybody has their own showcases. Everybody has their own avenues to show off their things. Everybody has access to like Discord and like these programs where you can demo games without even needing to have somebody in the same room or state or country as you. Um, finding where E3 fits in that, you got to... You gotta move. You gotta um, uh, like change your mold. And like, I think Reed Pop would have figured that out. I think Reed Pop would have taken E3 and figured out how to like turn it into a PAX like thing, which I think honestly would have been a better move for E3. I agree. I don't like it. Like that's I, 
E3 is a brand. Once you change that brand enough, it's not E3. What's the point of calling it? And then mm. you just get that negative press. You'll never shake that. You'll never For shake sure. the people being like, this isn't fucking E3. Because it's not. Uh, but I agree with you that like they that there is value to there being a big community-focused gaming event in Los Angeles in June yeah. <laughs> around Summer Game Fest, right? In addition to Summer Game Fest with how that's been uh, growing these days with Playdays and all of that. Uh, another thing that Tam was talking about that I thought was really cool and interesting is uh, they got to do the Nintendo uh, Live yeah. stuff, which was way more integrated with PAX than I uh, expected it to be. And from all accounts, was 10 out of 10 freaking awesome oh yeah so they had two concerts one was a uh, big band mario where they played like a ton of different mario songs throughout the franchise and another was more orchestral zelda thing both of them awesome i've watched a whole bunch of clips on youtube you should do it later it's fucking great um but in addition to that they had a ton of e3 style for people that have never been to e3 nintendo would go all out like back in the the glory days of e3 there would be the wall of xbox and playstation on each side with a big green big blue demo kiosk for days mm -hmm. and then there'd be nintendo and whatever the hell game they were promoting that year it would just be a disneyland style um giant like fun immersive experience of yeah. walking in and they're demo kiosks but you feel like you're in hyrule you feel like you're in new donk city like whatever it is like they would go all in on that and it sounds like at uh, nintendo live at pax they did that with a bunch of different experiences oh yeah they had carby there Really? Yeah. I got yeah, they did. You got to take pictures with him. They had uh, Isabel and um, whatever the fuck from uh, Animal Crossing you could take pictures with. Tom Every, Nook? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Somebody. Tom Nook uh, is like the greedy. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I, can't, I, I know who Tom Nook is. I don't know if, if he oh, was gotcha. there or not. Uh, but every once in a while, KK Slider would come out and perform songs mm -hmm. and just leave. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, and then they had just a bunch of other like photo ops and things like that, in addition to like exclusive merch and all this stuff. And Tam was saying he thinks that it was like a demo for. Uh, um, a potential like Nintendo convention that is like oh, more yeah. like a fun experiential thing, which could be really, really cool. All of this to say, I think it's great that in 2023 companies are finding ways to make conventions make sense. And I think that it is in a world where digital showcases undeniably make more sense financially and viewer wise and all that than going all out the traditional way. Mm -hmm. There is a value to creating a community and feeding them a fan experience that you can only get in person. This is my pitch. In the way that Nintendo Live was connected to PAX and like how great this sounds, I think it's time. Jeff and I think Jeff Keighley is the guy to hit, hit this company up to do this. Bring back PSX and connect it to Summer Game Fest or connect it to Game Awards. It kind of was like that before with Game Awards, but it was tangentially, like yeah. tangentially, right? It happened like in the same weekend or whatever, but I, like one was in Anaheim. I think the other one was, was in LA, so you had to like funnel down. But I think there's something there if you want to bring back PSX because like, and that, that type of shit is fun. That type of shit sounds dope. I know it's a big investment for probably not as much return as you'd like, but you do get, get like a lot of, I don't know, fun and excitement out of your fans from that kind of thing. And yeah, connecting it to a summer game fest might make it easy, right? A, a reason for people to come down to LA and hang out or, or whatever, or even with game awards, the reason why people are already in LA. Yeah. Like continue that on and have it in LA or have it in Anaheim if you really like Anaheim. But like, I think there's something there. There's definitely something. There. I'd love PSX to come back. Yeah. Come I am happy PSX. though. That old Mortal Kombat character is coming back with story oh, yeah. number five. Natara is joining Mortal Kombat 1. And Tim, she's being played by Megan Fox. Because why not? You why know? not? The Fox herself. This is, this is from Logan Plant at IGN. Megan Fox is the voice of the vampire Natara in the upcoming Mortal Kombat 1. And NetherRealm Studios has shared a new trailer to unveil the roster's playable fighter. 
Natara hails from the dark, desolate realm of Vaternus, uh, and she's joined to fight uh, in Mortal Kombat 1 to protect her race of vampires. In combat, she uses her claws, fangs, and aerial abilities. Quote, she comes from this weird realm. She's a type of vampire creature, Megan Fox explains in the video. Quote, she's evil, but she's also good. She's trying to save her people. I really like her. She's a vampire, which obviously resonates for whatever reason. <laughs> Oh my god, my chair went back. I almost went all the way down. Wait. It, she said it resonates for whatever reason. Yeah, that's what she said. It resonates because she literally played a vampire in a movie. <laughs> Do you think she forgot? I don't know. No, man. I think she's directly referencing that. Okay. She's a vampire, which obviously resonates for whatever reason. It's cool to be in a, It's cool to be in the game, you know? Because I'm not just really... <laughs> Because I'm not really just voicing it. It'll be like she's kind of me. End quote. Fuck yeah, dude. Fox also said she grew up playing Mortal Kombat and can't believe that I'm voicing a character in the game. End quote. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait to play as Megan Fox in Mortal Kombat 1. I also can't wait. I watched the full video. At some point, she also says Mortal Kombat is one of the greatest games of all time. And I'm like, I don't know, Megan Fox. I don't hey, know. Man. Listen, if I was listening to Giant Bomb and they said that, I'll believe them. Megan, listen, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be gatekeeping video games. You know what I mean, Tim? Hey, then she, don't. But have you played Elden Ring, Megan Fox? <laughs> when she played Fortnite with Joey Noel. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. I take it all back. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> no, this is awesome. This is fantastic. Yeah. And also, obviously, I'm joking about gatekeeping video games. Also, Mortal Kombat is one of the greatest franchises of all time. I'll stand by that. And also, shout out to Megan fucking Fox. Also, shout out to Megan Fox. You know, she doesn't get enough credit. Does she not? <laughs> I think no, she does. I don't think so. I think she gets a lot of credit. She Deservedly so, because she's incredible. Also, shout out to Machine Gun Kelly, too. You uh, know what? I'm glad you're not afraid uh, to say it. They still did. Uh, <laughs> I hope they they're drinking each other's blood. Real life vampires. Yeah. I never made that connection. Yeah. I know. I heard about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't either. Anyway, very excited for Mortal Kombat. I feel like we should know how we feel about it, but we don't, do we? Story number... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it hot. <laughs> If Megan Fox is like, here's a vial of my blood. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm, if I'm Machine Gun Kelly, I kind of get it. I'm like, oh, well, sure, you're Megan Fox. Like, give me that vial, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? What's story number story? six. <laughs> Skull and Bones loses another creative director. What? <laughs> this is so Sophie McAvoy at GamesIndustry.biz. get up again. Ubisoft Singapore is facing union action organized by the country's creative media and publishing union. According to Kotaku, the union voiced concerns regarding workplace treatment, equality, and pay at the studio. Quote, at the request of the CMPU, uh, a branch of Singapore's National Trade Union Congress, a ballot exercise is being conducted this week among eligible team members in the studio to determine whether formal recognition should be granted, Ubisoft told Kotaku. Quote, Ubisoft believes in the importance of listening to our employees and fostering an open dialogue, and we believe that we have appropriate mechanisms and initiatives in place to continue creating a great workplace. Ubisoft Singapore was previously accused of sustaining, a, and that was the end quote. Uh, Ubisoft Singapore was previously accused of sustaining a toxic co culture in a 2021 expose. Ubisoft's Skull and Bones has also lost its third creative director since development began in 2013. I didn't realize it's been it, 10 years. I didn't realize it began in 2013. Yeah, because yeah. they were trying to strike uh, while the iron was hot with Black Flag. Because that was, I think, the Ooh. year Black Flag came out. Or maybe it was 2014. Let me tell you, that iron cooled off. Oh, yeah. According to Kotaku, Elizabeth Pellin left Ubisoft Singapore over the summer to return to the publisher's headquarters in, uh, headquarters in Paris. Pellin, who was previously VP of Editorial at Ubisoft Paris, is now working under the title of Director Editorial Online, according to LinkedIn. 
The former creative director joined the game's team at Ubisoft Singapore in 2018, quote, to reboot the creative direction of Skull and Bones, end quote, the publisher told Kotaku in a statement. Quote, she succeeded, and the Skull and Bones team is now fulfilling her vision to deliver a unique naval action RPG experience to our players. I don't know why naval fucked me up that hard. <laughs> it didn't look like a real word. I was like, naval's not a real word. And then you said it, and it still sounds, it sounds even <laughs> less real. Yeah. Well, I said out loud, did I pronounce that right? Naval? Naval. Naval, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, of the sea, like the right? button? No. Yeah. No. That's not what that is. Bear, that's not what that is. <laughs> I'm not crazy. The publisher added, quote, it's not uncommon for a creative director to move on to a new project or role, end quote. Uh, however, two anonymous sources claimed Pelin was expected to last at least through the end of the year, Kotaku reported. Oh, yeah, it is both. Yes, it's both, Blessing. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> They're spelled different. They're spelled differently. Yes, one is They're an A and one is an E. <laughs> Again, it did not sound like a real word. I was like, "No, navel's closed." That's not what we're thinking of. When I picture with the when I picture with the e, it makes more sense. And it's like a navel, you know? Navel, navel, navel. Oh, it's a novel. That's not what that is. Oh no, I guess yeah, it is. Shout, what are we doing Lang. today, bless? I don't fucking I don't know, know, man. It feels like a Friday. It's a Thursday. We didn't have work Monday, so like my timeline's all off. Um, when is this game gonna just come out? I don't know, man. It's Skull and Bones. Back in the day. That man was alive. <laughs> what man? The man that is now skull and bones. God. Hey, some swings don't work, okay? Yeah, no, that was not. It, it didn't work. Hey, it didn't I, work. I get it. It didn't work. I appreciate it, though. Thank too. you. That was my one for today. My one bad joke. Every other one, fucking banger. Yeah. And good luck to skull and bones. Mm-hmm. I hope this game comes out and wows us. I hope it's one of those, like, Outriders or, like, Dying Light 2 situations where, like, we're kind of, like, not hyped on it, but then it comes out and we play it and we're like, actually... It's pretty all right. Yeah, it's pretty I okay. hope we're still hearing about this game in five years. <laughs> I hope the not. I hope yeah. not. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Next news story, story number seven. YouTube is testing out playable games. This is Grace Benfell at GameSpot. YouTube has begun to publicly test its upcoming playables feature, integrating games into the video hosting website alongside movie rentals, YouTube shorts, music, and whatever else is on the platform. According to a report from 9to5Google, employees were testing the feature earlier this year. Now, YouTube has updated its list of test features and experiments with playables. Select users can play games on the website or app on both desktop and mobile. If you're one of the users with access, you'll see a section on YouTube called Playables. These games will show up alongside the other content on the feed. They will appear in your YouTube history, where you can also control your saved game progress. YouTube has yet to provide any details about what sorts of games will be available on the service. One of the games employees tested was Stack Bounce, featured on Google <laughs> Google's Game Snacks platform. Game Snacks or Game Snacks? Game Snacks. Uh, however, it is unknown if Stack Bounce is part of, the, of this test or if other Game Snacks games will be included. It also is unclear how game developers can get their games on YouTube should they want to. Are you excited to play games on YouTube, Tim? No, I'm not. You don't want to play Stack no. Bounce? I, I really don't like... When there's just features for features sake on things, mm-hmm. you know, and every once in a while, hey, features need to, to exist and, and prove themselves before they're things that we are like, oh, yeah, that was a great idea. This doesn't sound like that to me. And I can't see a potential future where I'm like, that was a good idea. Because it's like, you know, you know what YouTube's good at? Playing videos. It's great at playing videos. It's really good. At, I love watching videos you know? on YouTube, yeah. And it's gotten, I think, better over the years at it. Don't need to play games there. I have pl- places to play games really well. I have mm-hmm. places I love to play games that don't play them that well. I, we yeah. should fix those. 
I when I started started reading this article this morning, I, I was like, oh, cool, exciting. They figured out that that feature from Stadia <laughs> that they advertised in that original video where like yep. you could be watching a uh, Let's Player play a game and then click a button. All of a sudden you're playing that game from their save. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought this was. And then I got to the part where they started talking about stack bounce. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Game snacks. Final news story. Story number eight. Sifu's final update is out today. This comes directly from a press release. It's showtime. As of today, players can access the last free arenas content drop for Sifu, which brings more challenges, new locations, and twice as many hours of gameplay as the game's previous update. What seems familiar will bring unexpected twists and turns to Sifu's path of revenge and bring down the curtain of live support in the most spectacular way. Today's free update is now live on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox consoles. After launching on all platforms last spring, the arena's mode expands its boundaries, unveiling more unseen locations and introducing ferocious battles against familiar goons, bosses, and unexpected faces. With the addition of six dynamic arenas, 75 thrilling challenges, an array of gripping modifiers and cheats, as well as film-inspired outfits, you can look forward to an adrenaline-fueled journey that will push your martial arts skills to the limit. Bear, do you have the um, YouTube video for this trailer? I have it in the doc, because I, I like this thing looks incredible. Dude, Sifu, I mean, we've talked about it for two years at this point about how much we love this game. Mm -hmm. I love these updates that they've been putting out. And every time they drop more, I go back in, I play for a bit, and I just have such a great time. The amount of fun and love they put into the costumes and the like fun experiences of the challenges with like this like paints going on in the, the museum area, yeah. just like the colors and stuff. Like, like this they looks really, so good. They really went for it. My only problem is so much of it is just the same type of challenges over and over with less of the like traversal parts that yeah. broke up the combat encounters. So my poor little fingy, yep. man, they just get, get cramped. so, so cramped and so tired. But like, I've been trying to make my way through all these, uh, the, um, the challenges that they have. There's 75 now. I think I made it like, I think I'm like 33 in or oh, something. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll just pop back in and try to keep going. It, it's tough, man. It is like an endurance race with your with yourself, with yeah. your body, with your mortality. Uh, but goddamn, is it pretty and sound dope as hell? It, I mean, it looks pretty as hell. Um, and yeah, like this game continues to just be like a gorgeous, like the, the art direction and art team, the environment art team on this game, popping off with every single level. It's mm -hmm. incredible. It's insane how good this game looks. Um, and even just watching the trailer, I'm like, fuck, I need to get back. Yeah, I'm with you though. Like when I, yeah, when I tried to do the arenas mode, my hands hurt. Um, and so like, I kind of wish that the levels were more, yeah, like traversal, I'm going to fight a, a room and then go run to the next room so my hands can take a break and then get back into it. Cause it's a lot of like, it's a lot of fast, fast paced, like gameplay, a lot of pressing, a lot of buttons real quick. I, so, are we going to get a Sifu 2? Oh yeah, for sure. You think? I mean, they're putting out all this DLC. Sifu 2? Sifu 2. They could do I, it. I think we must. We must. We must. I mean, because I feel like it's like a Hades situation, right? Mm -hmm. Where like they had uh, Absolver, Absolve, Absolver was Absolver. their, yeah, it was their. I need to one. go. I need. Should I give that a shot? No, no. I play. I, I played Absolver like when it came out in 2017, and very quickly was like, oh no, this ain't the one. Mm. Um, see, if, and like I mean, part of that I think was they're trying to go for a more multi or yeah, more like online multiplayer connected experience, and it just didn't come together. I don't think that's how that game should be played. Um, but yeah, Sifu feels like the the feels like. They achieved what they set out to do with Absolver, right? Like this feels like them carrying forward that vision all the way through and finding something that works for it. And yeah, no, just stick to Sifu. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. I. Get I hope. I just. I feel like with the amount of DLC we got for this, I kind of feel like they might have like did their thing. You know, 
I didn't expect this much. And I, I know it like this is a, a weird middle ground where I always talk about wanting DLC to be like a substantial like story mode stuff. Mm. I think that this is the type of love I do like if you're gonna do more challenge mode based stuff. This is how you do it like the right way to make it seem like this is this is worth playing in yeah. addition to Sifu. Um but yeah, I, I I'm not so sure we'll get a second, but I'm very hopeful. I mean, we will. what Sifu's getting a movie? Aren't they You're from right. like one You're of the right. people? And like, You're if they're doing right, that, man, if they're doing that, then that's this is a franchise. We're now. living in a good world. Once you had a movie, this is a franchise. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I I would not be surprised to see to see Sifu two, but Sifu two, Sifu two, Sifu two, probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grab Shops today, Tim, where would I look? The official list of up and coming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Real quick, I want to let you know, that uh, two of my best friends. Named Daniel C2 and Danny C2 and growing oh. up together. That was weird. What, what's wild is that, like, um, it's, it's a similar situation with Danny Pena, where I met his brother. His name is Daniel. Yeah. I'm like, what's up with that? <laughs> I never yeah. asked him, but like, I was, yeah, I was like, that's interesting. It is. I've not seen that, but I yeah. guess that's happened twice now in your life. Wild. With, with, with Daniel, with Dan's. So many Dan's. Too many Dan's. Out today, we got Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis for iOS and Android, King's Bounty 2 for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Toss banana emoji for MetaQuest Steam VR PSVR 2. Yeah, it's toss and then an emoji, which that's a new one for a game title. I'm not seeing an emoji in and out today, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, the many pieces of Mr. Koo for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Yep. Dokapon Kingdom Connect for PC. Pool Cleaning Simulator for PC. And then episode, episode four of Telltale's The Expanse is available now. What is, is this toss banana? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're. You're like a, a monkey. And you're like swinging. It's like you're monkey swimming. bars. Oh, you're doing a lot of monkey bars. Yeah. That's actually kind of cool yeah, for a neat. VR game. I, did, were you a fan of monkey bars growing up? Yeah, until they broke me. There was one time at Mountain Lake Park. I went on them. You know how you like hang upside down yeah. on your legs? Yeah. Oh, I was like, no. how fucking sweet's it going to be when I drop down and do a flip and land on my feet? So I tried. I landed on my head. Explains a lot. Yeah. That's, that's, that was always my fear. As, even as a kid, I was like, I'm not doing that. I can see the natural conclusion. I'm going to fall on my head. I'm going to wake up. Not the same. Yeah. And change my life. Yeah. Um, also out today, Ed Boon is on um, Hot Ones. Sick. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat creator Hell himself yeah. is on Hot Ones, eating some hot wings. And boy, am I going to watch that after this. New days for you. Gargoyles Remastered is coming, to Octo is coming October 19th. Hell yeah. To PS4, is, Xbox One, Switch, Steam, and GOG. And then today, Electronic Arts and UFC revealed EA Sports UFC 5. Let's fucking go. Uh, coming to PlayStation and Xbox Series X on October 27th. Very excited about that, except for the fact that it's October 27th. You, you're, you, uh, you a UFC guy? For the video games, yeah. Oh, oh dude, cool. I played so much of the UFC video games. If you go on my PS5 and you order my games by time played, <laughs> really? EA UFC is up there. Whoa, it's like 100 cool. hours in that. I played so much uh, EA, no, not EA, sorry. The UFC Undisputed 3, that was a THQ one. E UFC Undisputed 3 was my shit. Uh, UFC Undisputed 2 was like one of the first demos I played on play on like PS3 at a friend's house, and like that was the one that like really opened my eyes to how good PS3 games looked, at least at the time. Uh, and so I was like, "This is the first thing I'm getting." So I got Undisputed 3, played the hell out of it. Um, yeah, I got EA UFC when that came out, and like got really addicted and really good. Um, and then yeah, I, I've been in and out since, but I That's think I'm, cool. I'm going to check out UFC UFC Five for sure. Uh, Super Adventure Hand launches September 21st on Switch and PC. Uh, the Playism game show is set for September 10th at 3 a.m. Pacific time. Slay the Princess launches October 20th, uh, October 20th on PC. And then the Chant, the Gloom Below DLC launches September 12th on Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. 
deal of the day for you. 911 operator will be free to claim on the Epic Game Store from September 14th through the 21st. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Kebab says the plot of iRobot is more about robots qualifying as sentient beings and the ethics surrounding that subject. It's based on the novel by Isaac Asimov, published in 1950. Um, then he goes on. But cool. Uh, Kebab says Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag released on the 29th of October, 2013. Ke- Kebab, stop using the UK notation for dates. It's October 29th. It's America. <laughs> <laughs> The Matrix Awakens been delisted. Also, apologies, Kebabs, uh, for fucking up your pronoums. What up? Uh, uh, the Matrix Awakens been delisted. Yeah, oh, uh, chat was saying that uh, yeah. it got delisted like a year ago or something. That sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I still have it. Like PT now. Yeah. You can install your PS5 with PS5. it on? Yeah. Who yeah. wants my PS5? Uh, and I believe that's it. Damn, we're so cool. We're so smart. Christian, oh, Christian Buckley writes in. Christian Get Buck Buckley, I should say. Of writes in and says, Megan Fox mentioned young having Buck. a <laughs> young Buck. Uh, Megan Fox has an obsession with Halo Reach multiplayer as well. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Halo Reach, remember. Never forget. That's it for your wrong. Tomorrow's hosts are going to be Tim and me. If you're watching this live after the KFG post show, the crew is playing some Starfield with Snow, Michael, Michael. So get hyped for that. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. And Welcome to the stage, Snowbike Mike. Tim, it's not a good day. Oh, oh no. I have some really bad news to oh, share with on. everyone. Oh, no. It was just informed to me. That one Roger Picorni mm-hmm. has never heard the Carter Three. No, and it hurts. He's a, he's Please. a young buck, I want but you like know. he's not heard any early Eminem either. I keep trying to get him to listen to the Slim Shady LP, and he refuses. But the Carter Three was two thousand eight. Yeah, he was like what five years old. But like he was eight. I yeah, think. but he says he's a music guy. I I just feel like that's the type of thing that you go back to. You know what I mean? Here, okay, I'm gonna. Oh, ooh, this is this is a hot take. Oh God, this is a hot take. Where are we going with this? I don't know if Carter Three front to back is a masterpiece album. I think, I think it has great singles. I think so, like half those songs are bangers, but then there's a half that's like I skip them every time. That's crazy. But I. It also includes Mr. Carter, which is Mr. one of the Carter. best songs. Mr. of Mr. All Carter's dope. Time. Like, but I can, his, I, I can tie talk. my hands. That's nothing for me. You, well, like, I mean, here's my thing. Build. Let the beat build. Bless. It's cool. Three it's cool. beats. It's cool. three beats. All right. You know, I'm there for a milli. I'm there for lollipop. I'm there for comfortable. Comfortable is a, a fire song, right? Mrs. Officer. Mrs. Officer. I'm there for Mrs. Officer. Got money. Got money is fine. That's my thing. Is like there's a solid half of those songs that are phone fucking, home. Phone home is great. Uh, there's a solid half of those songs that are fucking bangers. But we literally half, just listed more than three fourths of the album, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted, like, no, I wanted no, to go no, through the entire three list. Songs that's like, that's right like now. half the album right <laughs> there. The <laughs> other half is skippable songs. The other half is skippable. There's only three songs missing. That we haven't listened. Okay, I no, I'm, I'm going. Just, let me go on. Let I'm, me open up Spotify. I have it right here. I, I don't know how much I agree okay. with you, but I agree that like it's not the best album of all time. But like I do think as a collection of songs, it's definitely 
It's cool. It's it has great singles. It has no. fantastic singles. Roger right, has homework to do. Three Pete, mm -hmm. I'm skipping. Mr. Carter, cool. Amelie, fire. Don't just fucking cool, Mr. Carter. Amelie, Amelie, one of the dopest songs of all time. Yeah. Got money, great. Comfortable, great. Dr. Carter, skip. Phone home. Fuck you. <laughs> Phone home, good. Tie my hands, skip. Mrs. Officer, good. Let the beat build. Build. All right. Shoot me down, skip. Lollipop, good. Lala, skip. Pussy monster, skip. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> crazy name. That's you ain't got nothing. Name. Skip. Don't get it. Skip. I will say Roger has some homework to do, but I was informed of this today, and it did break my heart just a wow. little bit. So I need him to go. I'd rather him listen that. to some shady LP. I mean, he can listen to all of it. And that's he has the a only lot of time like, on his hands. I Lil Wayne and Eminem like it's a weird like artist to put pit against each other. Mm -hmm. I can like go for either on any on any given day, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is very much determined by mood. Um, but like, yeah, when it comes to uh, an album that uh, Roger should go back and listen to, listen to Eminem's first two albums, Roger, or first three, I guess. You don't have to listen to Infinite. Good afternoon and welcome to your Kind of Funny Games Daily post-show <laughs> super ones. chat section with me, Snowbike Mike, and your two incredible Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts. We jump in and get involved with all of you. Of course, you can write in with your super chats or hype chat feature over on Twitch and get involved in the conversation. If you would like to dive a little bit deeper in today's news stories, if you would like to bring up a random topic of the conversation, like Carter 3 being the GOAT, let us know because Dan Fair has written in, with a resub for 68 months says, hey guys, how would you rank these from favorite to least favorite? 3D Mario games, oh. 2D Mario games, oh. 3D Zelda games, and oh 2D Zelda games. Oh, Four options. I'm going. Rank them for me. Fuck. I'm going. God damn. Fuck. I, uh, oh. I can do this easy. I know my, I know my, my first, my last. Okay. Number four first? is 2D, 2D Mario. Number three is 3D Mario. Number two is 2D Zelda. Number one is 3D Zelda. Okay. Okay. My top will be 3D Mario, and then my bottom is going to be 2D Zelda. <sighs> Between 2D Mario and 3D Zelda, I can kind of interchange. I'm going to put 3D Zelda above 2D Mario. No. Yeah. No, because like it's, oh, it's, it's I, I get into the battle of sit on it. Think about it. Breath of the Wild versus Super Mario Brothers three, <laughs> and I can't, I can't decide on it. That's so hard. It's really hard, I, dude. I mean, for me, the Mario's are on top for sure, and I, I can't believe I'm gonna say the bottom is 2D Zelda, and I think that that is a newfound thing thanks to Tears of the Kingdom. I think Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, in addition to Wind Waker and Ocarina and Twilight Princess and all that. I feel like yeah, I, I'm putting 3D above 2D at this point, which is crazy. I don't, I don't think that's crazy because here's me, my hot, yeah, my hot take, and I've talked about this on Zelda in review, is that I feel like a lot of 2D Zelda games are just trying to emulate Link to the Past, and Link to the Past is like the clear like fucking goat, but yeah. like none of them, none of the other 2D Zelda games reach that level, you know. My and I, I totally agree with you. My thing is Link to the Past used to be so far and away my number one Zelda. But I think that now that we've had Tears of the Kingdom is my number one. So which mm. like I'm mm. shocked by. So I would say 2D Zelda, 3D Zelda. 2D and 3D Mario, like you I, that is one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think overall, when I'm really just being honest with myself, like fuck other people's opinions and fuck like quality, just like what do I feel in my heart? That's what the question was. Your favorites. It comes down to do I love Mario 64 more than I love? Mario 3 and World and all of that. 
put you gotta put Galaxy Two in there. I love no, I love those two. Yeah. I love those two. But there's something about Mario sixty four that like speaks to my core. Oh, I feel that. You yeah. know, in a way that Mario three and World do as well. I'm going two D Mario number one. Wow, I'm yeah. doing it. I respect it. I'm going Halo Gears. <laughs> what 2d halo Resistance. or 3d halo um, halo wars or halo oh man dude i'll tell you what halo wars what a great video game yeah was. you ever want to jump into an rts you jump into halo wars you have a good time you have a real good time let's jump into the super chats though over on youtube tyler kane writes in and says excellent job bless and tim as always tim i have a question for you or joey joe if you're out there listening this is for you have you seen bottoms yet if not, I highly recommend it. Oh, it's really hilarious. It. Joey's watching it tonight. Okay. Um, I unfortunately can't watch it tonight because we need to watch The Nun 2 for yeah. in review. None 2. Uh, but none I, your business. None your business, baby. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Bottoms. Bottoms looks yeah, yeah. freaking fantastic, and everybody I know that's seen it, uh, that I respect their opinions, freaking loves it. That okay. in Theater Camp. And Theater Camp's coming to Hulu next week. Mm. So I'm really excited for that. Not hearing enough conversation about strays. Whatever happened with strays? I think we're getting the right amount of conversation oh, you about think so? it. It, it. It came and went. I feel like we really missed that much. one. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gary Witta in the chat. What up, Gary Witta? Hope you're what doing up, well, Gary homie. Witta. Always great to have you in the chat. Let's keep it going to CJ writes in and says, Am I weird for thinking TOTK, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. is way know. better than BOT dubs? But overall, feeling meh after a few months. Wait, 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 is he only met after a few months on Tears of the Kingdom? Am I weird for thinking that Tears of the Kingdom is way better than Breath of the Wild? Yeah. But overall feeling meh after a few months. I don't think, it, the first part, you're not, like, I think, I, I would assume that's the popular opinion maybe of Tears of the Kingdom over Breath of the Wild, right? Like Tears of the Kingdom takes Breath of the Wild and just adds in way more. And like, I think the core mechanics that Tears of the Kingdom is based on with like the building, the fusing stuff, I think just it hits a bit harder than the core mechanics of Breath of the Wild, even though those were great as well, right? But I think the building stuff with Tears is just on another level. Plus, like, going to the sky, going underground, going, like, Tears of the Kingdom was just they, a different they, beast. They did a lot of making the physics engine in Breath of the Wild, and then in Tears of the Kingdom, they're just like, all right, let's just get into the nitty-gritty and have more fun with the physics engine. Yeah. And uh, that is heavily showcased. The only people I, I see that are like, oh, Tears of the Kingdom, not as good as Breath of the Wild, are like the the little the, the freaks out there who are like, ah, but the timeline. We my timeline is ruined. Yeah. My thing is, I get it, everyone has opinions and stuff, but I know that over the last three weeks, I have watched and listened to the final moments and the music of the final moments no less than a hundred times. Mm. It's like a minute and 30 track on YouTube. Wow. <sighs> That's the wow. other thing, too, is that... It fucking changes me, man. Story of Tears of the Kingdom hits way harder than the story of Ruffle Wild. I, I'm not lying to you. I've been doing Pokemon Go a lot, right? Yeah. So a lot of Go. that means like I need to travel to the other side of the city to maximize shit. So I'm taking a lot, the bus a lot. The amount of times that I've actually cried on the bus in the last That's couple weeks right. listening to this fucking song... <laughs> you gotta pull your life I'm tearing up right now thinking about this <laughs> you shit. Gotta, God, I'm being yeah. serious. I, Put I on the pads, Carter and I'm 3. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh my oh, God, man. overwhelmed. Over I, fucking I, well. I get it. Can you, Mike? <laughs> last night we're hanging out at a birthday <laughs> yeah, party at a uh-huh. bar. You're sending it. Yep. I look over. Somebody. I, so I. I don't know if somebody got a notification or if they just opened up their Pokemon Go app. But like, <laughs> it was Angel Go Farm. Angel Go Farm. Yeah, of me course. Like, who who else get, would it be? Tim Gettys just dropped a lure. <laughs> it's like we're having drinks at a bar right now. This man is catching Pokemon. Yo, we were popping the fuck off. 
We were all there, you. and it, it, it was, I, I dropped a couple lures. I dropped four of them, all right? The different Pokestops yeah, around us. Okay, There's Pokemon yeah. spawning like a motherfucker, all right? Yeah. And there was no less than, like, seven people at that party that ended up coming up to me because they saw my name, and they're like, God damn it. And they gave me shit for a second, mm-hmm. but then they popped their fucking thing open, all right? And they were like, oh, do you have the Pokemon Go Plus Plus? And I pulled it out of my pocket. Yeah, and Callie plus. literally looked at me. She was like, you got that thing on you. <laughs> When you hear this, do you think maybe you should jump on the high no. of Pokemon Go? No, I just don't have the bandwidth to like get that deep into anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm being honest, like I like I think about it with even like stuff that I love, right? I think yeah. about so, something like Baldur's Gate three and putting in like a hundred hours into it, or like yeah, yeah. anything that requires a hundred plus hours. I just get exhausted by the thought of it, and I don't do it. It's the same. We were like Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I my roommate is Michael Hyam, who's literally the biggest Final Fantasy fourteen fan I know, yeah. and like he talks about how incredible it is, and I believe him one hundred percent. But I think about the the um, dedication I had to put into something like that. And I get the ick. <laughs> I can't explain to you the dedication I put into this over yeah. the last couple of It months. scares me. It's getting really scary. It is taking over my life to a degree that is very bad, except for the fact that it's very good. Because yeah. I am getting so much exercise. Are, are you right? still doing the thing where you fucking spin it like yeah. this and then fucking flint oh, yeah. it? You know, oh, yeah. you're just not like at this point after nah, a, a million, you're just doing this there's, now, you're bored? There's so much technique to it, and there, the, 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 so many of the challenges require you to do that, the spin, and get an excellent... It's so it's much, Mike. The, yep. But I want to let everyone know, I was saving this, I was saving this Save it. for whenever it's going to happen. I, I want to let y'all yep. know something real quick. When I first started talking about Pokemon Go, maybe like two months ago, yeah, uh, on on Games Daily, mm. and uh, I was like, "All right, my, I got my jacket." Remember, and I was like, "The level fifty jacket." I don't know how much you heard about this. Yeah, I don't know. But, okay, don't know about there's uh, in game when you hit level fifty, yeah, you get yeah, a yeah. dope ass bomber jacket. Mad respect. They respect. released the bomber jacket in real life, so I bought the bomber jacket in real yeah, life, but I will not wear the bomber jacket until I have achieved. And I was like, I called up Goldfarb, and I was like, "Dude, how is it going to be possible for me to hit level 50? And he's like, "Bro." You ain't hitting level 50 for years. Like, that is going to be a grind and a half. Like, it's just not happening. So, he was like, level 40 used to be beating the game. Yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, we decided, once I hit level 40, yeah. then I'll be able to wear this jacket. Yeah. And yeah. everyone was like, there's no way he's going to hit level 40 by the end of this year. Uh, can you help, Kevin? Uh, <laughs> but the... um. The, the chat was like, there's no way he'll be able to hit level 40 by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you within, proved them wrong. Within days, within days, I will hit level 40. Amazing. It's going to fucking happen. Congratulations, Tim Gettys. Remember Thank this you. piece of trash movie? Greg, do you know what Encino Man is about? Yeah, uh, Brendan Fraser, of course, is a caveman who was frozen. Uh, and they find him in Encino, California. Polly Shore, Sean Astin find him and they thaw him out. Mm. And he's, Wait, Polly Shore was one of the kids. Yeah, that's where that's all we talked about it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I wasn't listening. Listeners this is before the show. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, so like uh they thaw him out and then he's like they're they're like aloof, you know, this wee's the jizz. Like yeah. they're like stoner weirdos and so like he kind of the caveman who can't speak fits in because he's Brendan Fraser and he's hot. And he eats frogs. I don't think I ever watched the entire thing. I just think it's one of those that I saw the commercial for a lot, yeah. watching whatever I was watching. And then eventually it was like on Fox 32. Like, you know, like I keep going back and forth on if I've watched it or not, because every time I think about it, I'm like, well, I could be getting it mixed up with George the Jungle. Yeah. Brendan Fraser played. Sure. Kind of Being hot both times. Yeah, jungle exactly. to yeah. Jungle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I think yeah. I might have watched parts of Encino, man. Huh. Are you doing the super chats? There's a, I was gonna. I, went up I, left. This does this. Yeah, Mike. Mike Kevin needed one thing for stream. I don't think it's gonna be that long. Oh, so I okay. thought I could jump in. Did you leave off on one of these? Or are, they, or are we way past all these? I think we just. Had, well, we. I think we just finished one. We can pull in this one from Justin M though. Justin donated, M I says, believe. "Hey, he's he donated five dollars super chat. Hey, kind of funny. 
Have you all heard of the band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? Great stuff, huge catalog. No, <laughs> but I really love that, though. No, that's incredible. I've not heard of that. Uh, my friend Ricky, I think, is really Ricky. into them. Sick. Uh, then Jaunch resubscribed over on Twitch for 16 months in a row and says, Hey, kind of funny fam. Are you guys going to react to the new The Boys Gen V trailer? Oh. No, we won't be doing like a actual kind of funny reacts to it, but uh, I watched it yesterday. Did you guys see it? No. Looks awesome. Is this? But it has Clancy Brown, right? I saw Clancy Brown in a thumbnail. Maybe he's got the deep voice. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what is Gen V? I'm not heard so of Gen that. V. Is essentially the X Men of the the boys, boys universe, universe. Uh, in the sense that it's like a school for like gifted youngsters. Oh, okay. uh, so it's college. It's it's college uh, superheroes from the boys universe. Is it a live action show? That's yes. Coming? Really? Guess when it's coming? Soon. End of this month. Really? Yeah. I miss this. Yeah, it's uh I think it's eight episodes and they're doing the, the normal Amazon release as far as I know, three episodes at once and then every week a different one, and it leads in pretty nicely to uh Invincible season two. Oh, part okay. one. Damn. That's very exciting. Exciting. exciting for everybody. Super exciting. So what's the deal with this book? It's a real book. It, it written goes, from his perspective. Uh-huh. It goes through all of the Who actually wrote it? Did they did the guys who write the movie actually? There's some ghostwriting guy. stuff in there. Yeah, there's some there's guy. There. Imagine, what if it was Gary Witta? You know? know, Rob Van Dam, Rob with Cutner. Rob Cutner. Yeah, but I, I've been skimming through it. Pretty funny. One, yeah. The one random thing I saw was just like him talking about uh, working with ants, and it was just like ants, six six legs down. Got best coworkers I ever had. That's funny. It is funny. It I is like a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a whole like farewell to Nat. Oh, is it sad? I haven't read it yet. Uh, Emerald Dream Stream says, "You know, Paul Rudd is from Kansas, right?" Lol. I don't believe it, but if I did, it would make sense because he got out of fucking Kansas. He got out of the black hole to make something of his life. You understand? You ever notice that? Think of all the famous Kansans. Okay. I'll wait while you figure out how many you can come up with. But then think about how many actually live in fucking Kansas anymore. You got to respect them. They were born deck stacked against them. You know what I mean? Parents, brother and sister, and they were dumb as rocks. Okay. But these people... The Paul Rudd people, right? They go, you know what? I think I, I somehow beat the system. I got a few of the smarts I need, and I know that I there's a better life outside of this hellhole of a state. I can get out of here. Like, I can tell you, we can talk a lot of shit about Dan Reichert, all right? <laughs> this kid is clearly fucked up in the head. You know what I mean? Something didn't develop up there. You see his obsession with Taco Bell and the fact he doesn't know anything. And when he tried to make eggs, he, he cooked the shells. He wanted egg whites. He cooked the shells. You're going to sit there with a straight face tell me Kansas people are normal. Anyways, we can talk a lot of shit about Dan Riker, right? But he got out. He also had enough smarts to go, I got out. Now, you might say, wait a second, though. Dan Riker, a big old stupid fucking idiot, yeah, right? Yeah. Paul Rudd doesn't seem like that. Paul Rudd also doesn't age. So, once again, deal with Satan, all right? A lot of people don't like Satan. I, I'll admit it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. Satan's been up to some shit for a while. All right. But can he be all bad? That's the big question. Can he be all bad to grant Paul Rudd everlasting youth and more smarts? It's like, and that's the thing you got to feel extra bad about, right? Yeah. Paul Rudd at least got to meet Satan at some point and get this deal. Dan Riker, I don't even know how he got thrown out of the fucking state. You know, he's probably on a bucket Bronco <laughs> tossed over the county line. Somebody picked him up in an onion sack and carried him somewhere. And so that's when he's like, oh, you know what? There's a better life out here. But he didn't get the smarts or the looks of Paul Rudd. Have you seen Paul Rudd's son? 
Yeah, I see him on TikTok. I, yeah, I saw it recently. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean, I know it's just how it works. Like, you have a kid, and kids like you, kind of. But, like, the mannerisms and shit, I'm like, whoa. We got a Paul Rudd, too. We got a Paul Rudd, too, on our hands. We got Paul Rudd, too. Nah, I won't lie. I did not expect it to take this long for Kevin and Mike to figure out did the you, Xbox problem. Have you seen the show where Paul Rudd gets a clone? I did. I liked it. I wanted the second season. I'm sorry, did they cancel it? We're not getting a second season? I don't know if there was ever Paul a plan Rudd. for a second season. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was enjoyable, for sure. Yeah, it was cool. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Oh. Have you watched After Party yet? Which one was after? Is it's that on the Apple one? TV. Is that the? Oh, I watched season one. I'm not the murder mystery two. one. Yeah, season two is freaking incredible, man. Who is it? The same cast or is it a new cast? A couple of the same. Sam Richardson is still the main. Okay, um, but like the majority of the rest of the cast is different. John Cho's in it. He's fantastic. Oh, okay. Um, Anna Conkle, the girl from Pen Fifteen. Oh, dude, it's stacks okay. and it's it's phenomenal. The finale happened, and I haven't seen it yet. Going to watch it tonight. Really excited. Fuck yeah, dude. When is Severance coming back? Great question. It's going to be that's a such while. such a good show. That one's caught. Caught. Oh, God. Uh, is it one of those uh, writer strike? Like, oh, man. Now, here's one interesting one. Alexander Frazier donates in the Super Chat and says, Brendan Frazier in review when? There was more to it, but got cut off. I don't know. Is he related to Brendan Frazier, you think? Is it Brendan Frazier's son, Andrew Frazier? Who's there, there they, they were excited to hear our thoughts about Monkey Bone. Oh, okay. That was the rest Shout of out to Monkey Bone, dude. I, I remember being a little kid and like being at Blockbuster and I felt really like, ooh, I'm doing something wrong. There was two movies that I was like, I shouldn't be looking at this, but I am. One of them was Idle Hands. Hell yeah. The cover of that. Um, and the other was... this piece of shit? Devin Sawa was in the Bay Area for two days and didn't even come here. No. Taking his son to baseball games. Fucking Can't come by to see games. our stadium. studio. Christ. Uh, and Monkey Bone was the other one. Can you pull up the cover to Monkey Bone, please, Barrett? Have we not had 007 in review? We did. Just, yeah. We just haven't done we the did whole. We did the modern ones. Yeah, we just did the, the Daniel Craig ones. Mm. Wait, the Sheep we? Whisper. We're waiting for your poster. Uh, subscribes with Prime for 56 months. It says, any thoughts on reacting slash uh, reviewing the one P- Netflix One Piece series? <laughs> it's quite good, all things considered. Look at this cover. Get boned. Get boned. <laughs> That's incredible. I, I watched only the first 15 minutes of One Chris Piece. Chris fucking Catan. I plan to get back to it. The first 15 minutes, really good. I was actually surprised. I'm wow. not, yeah, I'm not a One Piece person. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm, as soon as I hear 900 episodes, it goes back to the thing of, like, too much commitment. You know, I ain't got time for this. Uh, started watching and saw the first fight scene where he's on a boat and he fucks some people up. Really cool. <laughs> like, really cool effects for, for a Netflix TV show. Uh, I want to go back and I want to I watch the rest. Yeah, I'm waiting for, like, to watch it with, a, with like, a group of friends. Mm, yeah, mm. I made the promise to them. But I, I made the promise. Yeah, I was always like, I'll watch it with you guys. I get it. I'll let you know. What up? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. I got a lot percolating up here. Today. Okay, there's a lot of things going on. And so I missed. I thought when you're like, I watched the first 15 minutes. I'm like, damn, blessing. Watched the first 15 minutes of Monkey Bone recently. <laughs> and then I was like, at the, was end, at the end, I was like, oh, he's talking about One Piece. He's answering the question. He's answering <laughs> the question. I'm for a group yeah. of friends to yeah, watch Monkey Bone. Yeah, watch Monkey Bone. Damn, Bones. all right, all right. Yeah, I don't know what that's it was about. a promise from a long time ago. Yeah, I made a promise from from back in 1995. I love it, dude. People keep asking me about One Piece, I, and the answer is always the same. I don't have Netflix. Wait. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. He's too cool for it. I, One Piece being good gives me the tiniest bit of hope for the Yu Hakusho TV show that Netflix is working on. Okay, but, but I like, know it's going to be Garbo. Good, but... Is it good in comparison to like the other things that we've had on Netflix, or is it like legit good? Because I've heard That's, varying. Uh, I've heard varying things. I've seen a lot of people like it. That usually would be haters. Which is enough for me. Like I don't like. I'm looking for this thing to be a seven out of ten. And if that's the case, that's a success in my eyes. No twisted metal. 
Darth Hennert says, didn't did Dan Riker just move back to Kansas? Lol. No. As I said, people who escape Kansas are smart enough not to go back to Kansas. And that's the thing. If you notice, when I talk shit about Kansas, do you ever see Dan Reichert step up? you ever see Paul Rudd fucking step up and say some shit to say I'm wrong? Mm. No, because they know I'm right. Paul, what's the most famous thing Paul Rudd uh, from Kansas likes? Kansas City Chiefs. Guess what? It's in Kansas City, Missouri. Even Paul Rudd's got the right sense. Mm. There's a lot of people who just want deserve an ass pick, kicking and want an ass picking. Oh, I, I capped it. Isn't Damon Hatfield from Kansas? Yes. And where does Damon live? Will you fucking people for one second <laughs> try to keep up? The goddamn neuron fires in your brain and you just start typing whatever your fucking thought is. All right. What I want you all to do is pour your Mr. Pibs on your fucking keyboards and just listen for a second. Because it's, I understand some of you are so fucking old or. Just so dumb you didn't go to school. Hmm. But there's a fucking professor speaking right now, all right? And he's laying it out there. So I don't need you in the chat right now trying to come up with your fucking little yuck yucks, all right? Hmm. Bust out your goddamn, <laughs> what do they call it? The wide rule notebook paper, all right? And start taking some fucking wide notes. Notebook. How the fuck are you going to look me in the eyes, Greg, and say, what do they call it? What do they call it? And you were going for wide rule notebook paper. I'm having some good things. Oh, you know, my God. You know, God oh, damn! Good stuff out here. You excited everybody. for the nun two tonight? I can't. Uh, yes. Last night we had, you know, we're getting ready for this vacation. Mm -hmm. So last night we had a whole. Here's how we're gonna pack and do everything so it's not a fucking shit show at like four in the morning on Saturday or whatever. And like I was like, we were like, all right, cool. Tomorrow night, bring down a suitcase, pack up our stuff, and be all right. And this morning we were having our coffee. I'm like, fuck. Jed's like, what? I'm like, I gotta go see the nun two. I'm excited for the yeah, nun two. Yeah, I get it. Just but I was like, do. God damn things it. To do. Something else to do here. Yeah, I, I was uh, in the shower today. and uh, Matt McCoy says, I live in Kansas City. Missouri, I assume, since you have the internet, can spell and are using correct punctuation. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> God damn. Uh, I was in the shower. She came in the bathroom and uh, was just talking to me. And she's like, I, oh, uh, what, what's going on at work or whatever? And I was just like, oh, it's, it's Greg's last couple days. And then he's going on vacation. Um, and then uh, Nick comes back. It's kind of like a, a trade-off. And she goes, oh, damn, I'm so sorry. And I was like, yeah, it's a bad, like, you get the wrong end of the deal. Are you, are you like, like, what's the, are you hating on Nick? Because I just didn't expect her to do that. And she's like, oh, no, I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry that, like, you are going to go from, like, losing one to then losing the other. And I was just like, well, the way you said it made it sound like you fucking hate Nick. Jury's <laughs> <laughs> still out. She didn't say she didn't, you know? I mean, it's been a peaceful week. It has been you a know? peaceful week. That's chill. probably why. Yeah. No Nick. 100%. Mike was gone for a day, too. Mm-hmm. That's always helpful. Yeah. How many times do you think Satan's going to get brought up in the next two weeks when Greg's gone? None. None, yeah. Yeah, I don't probably. Think it's going to happen, yeah. I think unless I'm right, he'll find a way. This fucker will find a way. He'll call in somehow. <laughs> I don't like it when you left that games cast I wasn't on this week. And you're like, oh, it was one we don't have to worry about anything from. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, everyone's hip to my game now. Hip to your they game. understand that I can be funny about anything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm American. But me, I'm American. Problem though, Greg. It, it, you, I, I was uh, talking to someone about this last night. Greg Miller has the Walking Dead problem, where the Walking Dead was phenomenal, mm. but then they started killing main characters, and then they just had to keep upping the ante, so they just had to kill every fucking yep. buddy. That's Greg now, where it's like he starts with one national disaster, and it's kind of funny, yeah. but then now like, oh, I he's find just more. going further <laughs> and further more. and further. <laughs> it's the dark side of it all, you know? Uh, have you gotten to Boston yet? Never mind. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Never mind. No! Bless... I'm just kidding. Not you. I'm not, not caught, you. I'm not caught all the references. So I was curious. All of you are in timeout. Did you catch my 9-11 reference when I came on set? 
Just now? Yeah. No, I missed it. I did, right. a per- I did a perfect rendition of that guy whispering in Bush's ear. And I said, I said to Mike, I go, the nation's under attack. America's under attack, which is what they <laughs> and said. I want everybody to rewind if you're watching on YouTube and see Mike's face because he, he was, probably thought America was really under attack. Absolutely a fear to him. He didn't, I don't think he was. Imagine if that said. was. Imagine if. <laughs> Imagine if that happened. Uh, God forbid another terrorist attack happens and the first person I come to tell is Snowbike Mike. <laughs> and I just lean in. Uh, you'll never know if it's real or not. You know? Yeah. I I don't think he heard what you said, but he felt the presence you had. As we all did. You you came in. There was like, a, I was like, I don't know like, what's, what's going on here. Like, this looks like it could be serious because you came in trying to be serious. And Mike wants to take you serious, Greg Miller. He hasn't learned yet. He hasn't. I guess I haven't fucking learned. Have you learned? No, not at all. Ah. You guys know when I'm serious. I'll tell you I'm serious. <laughs> when he came in, he came in like a gremlin. <laughs> like he opened the door. It was like, oh. <laughs> like that's what he came in. What are you talking to about? Work. When he came into work, I'm at my desk trying to build KGD. I look to my right. <laughs> Greg was like, opens the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right. I don't care. If, I don't care if there's a thousand people watching me on Twitch or one person trying to do their job in my company. All right, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna fucking entertain. All right. Bless is usually got headphones in, so when I saw no headphones, I'm like I gotta say something. <laughs> I gotta say something. So I said, <laughs> we could be like Tim. We could come in, say hi to no one with our Starbucks coffee. Go to our desk that's too high today. I don't know why it's so high. Are you standing today? You- no, Tim's desk. Yeah, but did Tim, Tim was at his desk. He looked like this. No, you know what's happening? I didn't want to reveal the book, Greg. So I had this. That's, it only looked high. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Did the, big, did the book reveal go over the way you wanted it to? Uh-huh. Okay, good. Good to know. I didn't see it. That's fair for me. Yeah. 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 Small book. Yeah. When you reach down to grab something, I was like, okay, what's this about to be? Yeah. I was not expecting expect a book. A book. Yeah. <laughs> Getting cultured. Good for you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time to go see what the stream team's up to. I think they're streaming Starfield if they figured it out. Uh, no, yes. Okay, cool. Bears. We good. Over there. Uh, we didn't get to every question because I didn't have the thing. I apologize for that. Tundra Boy says, name an underrated and overrated fast food place. Overrated in and out. Oh, no. Underrated Wendy's. No. God, no. No. Evan says, Greg, I need a hot dog spot in the Bay. Any recommendations? I've done Dog House and they are pretty solid. This would actually be more of a Tim question. I, I don't really chase I hot dogs. Rosamund's down in um, Lower Hate used to be the spot for sausages, but I don't know if they're still open. open. I, I don't think they are. Okay. Yeah, I... I so underdogs, which is like a, a, a taqueria, they also used to have underdogs, yeah. which was like a hot dog place a couple yeah, blocks yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. The sauce, organic sausage joint. That away. was a big Beyond joke for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but Ben Loblick says, don't forget the monitors, Greg. I needed that last night at 830 on Twitter. Dang. And you might have sent it, but this morning I do want you to know. I remember I was in the shower. I was like, shit, there's something I'm supposed to be reminded about last night. And you all failed me because I didn't look at Twitter at that time. So that's on you. Dog house. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you pe- are people that need Jesus and or Satan, and I hope you find it in the next few days and clean the pib off your keyboards. This has been your post show. We're going to kick it over to the streaming room to stream some Starfield or maybe a racing game, apparently. I don't fucking know what happens at this place anymore. Until Starfield. next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.